Okay, I think we're recording. Let me hit my intro. Cool. Today is going to be a really great episode. Um, it's, it's it's amazing the study of psi, you know, psi, psi or psychic uh, phenomena. We're going to be going into that in a different way today. Um, we're going to be talking about the study of coincidences. And who I have with me is Bernard Beitman, MD. He's the first psychiatrist since Carl Jung to systematize a study of coincidences. He first developed a valid scale to measure coincidence sensitively and has written several coincidence articles for psychiatric annals. The author of 16 professional books, he's a visiting professor at the University of Virginia and attended Yale Medical School and completed a psychiatric residency at Stanford. His website is coincidencer.com. That's C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-R.com. And then he has a YouTube channel, which is under his name, Bernard Beitman, which is Bernard, B-E-I-T-M-A-N. And uh, his YouTube channel is great. You guys got to check it out. He has amazing um, interviews on there. And I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show. Bernard, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm fine, Rob. Glad to be with you. We had a few little bumps here, but we're together. Yes, I, I listened to your coast to coast interview to get ready for this because I I wasn't really uh, too hip on coincidences, even though I do study all areas of psi phenomena, and I I find it to be like out of all the areas of the paranormal, psi phenomena is what intrigues me the most. Because, but I I do feel like on a bigger level, it all ties in together. Like you know, I think we're all interconnected, and that it leads to things with the paranormal and ETs and psi phenomena. I think it all rolls in together. But today. We're, we're going to be talking about what you've mastered, which is coincidences. And can you get into that a little bit? And what, what got you into with studying coincidence? Well, there's uh, two kinds of explanation. There's more than that, but two I'll focus on. The past events that lead to the current events or the teleological goal, the purpose of your life, which is drawing you to a goal. At this teleology is a very important idea. Um, if we talk about precognition, it's probably one of the basic precognitive things we can do is recognize what future we are being drawn to and act as if we're going that way. So I'd rather answer your question, Rob, with uh, what's drawing me to writing about and talking about and writing a book about coincidences. That more and more people are experiencing these weird coincidences where it's something strange seems to happen outside of their normal way of understanding things. Some of them like study it like me. I say, Whoa, that's far out groovy, man. Okay. I'm going to do that. That's what I did. There's some people who say, Oh, just a coincidence. Don't bother. And there's some people like a guy who just uh, emailed me who's overwhelmed by these coincidences. And there's people in between who have a lot of them and don't know what to make out of them and they tell people about them and the people in their environment don't know what they're talking about and kind of dismiss them so it's for, for those people that kind of uh, silent majority of people out there who experience a lot but don't know that they're not the only ones that i'm appealing to and that's so I my reason for doing this is because this is an idea, this meaningful coincidence thing, which is the title of my book, is that meaningful coincidence time has come for humanity to understand, embrace and study it. That's amazing. I'll tell you a little bit about my situation. Like and um, I'll, you can tell me if you think it's a, a coincidence or a synchronicity or what we even call serendipity like. Here, here's what happened. I was uh, at work and I, uh, I saw a girl. She had on a Ouija board shirt. I've told this story to my audience many, many times, so hopefully they don't get upset with me. But I think like I need to, as I'm doing these podcasts, it, it also ties into my life. So I want to get no answers. Ki no kidding. Life. It better. Otherwise, I mean, I'm learning from you. I learned from doing this too. So tell it again, because even if you hear it two or three times, the person who's listening even having heard it before, may hear something different in it. And that's important. Okay. 
It's a very important. So so just just go ahead with it. Let's see what you got. Okay, so I was at work and I saw this girl. She had on a Ouija board shirt, and when I passed her, some when I passed her the first time, something was going off in my head, like a ringing alarm. Like like I don't know if it was what you would call ancestors or spirit guides or psi phenomena or what whatever, but something was like a, alarm was going off, telling me you need to talk to this girl. I didn't do it though. But then I saw her again in the parking lot and I started talking to her and then I told her about my podcast and then she checked it out. She emailed me. And then it turns out to be that we have all these weird, like weird synchronicities, like things like our, both of our parents died the same year, which was 2001. She lost her mom. I lost my dad. Um, Other, uh, other strange things I could get into. I have about maybe 20 or 30 things that draw us together that maybe think that we might be soulmates and I, I don't want to get into all of it because it's, but I mean, I just tell, it's very real, you know, and it makes me think like, was that a coincidence or was that something like a synchronicity or what would you even deem that as, is when you, when you psychically meet your, uh, maybe your twin flame or whatever, or your eternal soulmate or whatever you want to call it. Um, the names are important and you've named the three that are in the title of my book. Uh, coincidence or meaningful coincidence, serendipity, and synchronicity. And the reason my book is titled Meaningful Coincidence is because the definitions of serendipity and synchronicity, as you demonstrate, are kind of fluid. We don't know really what each of them are and how they separate from each other. So I'll I'll give some definition here and then come back to your to your particular experience with, uh, is she, are you married to her now? Did you say? No, we're just dating, but we're, we're very close. The more and more we get to know each other, the more that we find weird things that are, keep us connected. Like there's just so many, it's, it's like an ongoing list, even like our astrological signs match up that we're, we're like a great match for each other. So like, it's very strange. Like, um, it, you know, like I, I, it's like a, it's like a laundry list. Like, you know, it's, it's, a it's, it's really like a lot of stuff. And then, um, and that made me think, well, why, how does Psy know that or whatever Psy is, or like, or is that like intuition or like, is that something from the other side telling us like, or what, what could that possibly be that gives us that knowing or, you know what I mean? It's so hard of to figure I out. Of course I do. Of course I know what you mean. And you're so skeptical in your, in your interest in this, that you raise all kinds of questions that can be confusing what you just, what the list you just came up with. So let's get some, let's straighten it out a little bit. Uh, meaningful coincidences include serendipity and synchronicity. Synchronicity is more about uh, soul and psychological, interpersonal and spiritual development. Serendipity is more about finding things that you need in an accidental way, happy accidents. Meaningful coincidences include both because there's an overlap. And I also include seriality where you see the same thing over and over again, like a thousand monkeys. And seriality is things where you, other people can see them, see it's not just in your mind. It's things out there that are objective and simultaneity, which is the experience of the pain or distress of a loved one at a distance. And those are four major categories of meaningful coincidences. But I prefer meaningful coincidence so we don't have to try to shape things into too many boxes, although simultaneity is a little better explained. So let's look at uh, what you've just told me so far about you and what happened. You have... uh, the usual, you have a, not the usual, you have a, a, a laundry list worth of uh, explanations as well as a laundry list of experiences. And let's not call them laundry lists of either one because each one of them has the potential of, for some explanation and for some usefulness. It's, it's not just that there's a lot of them. What you've done is be able to talk and understand and experience different possibilities. So let's, my thing is, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a doctor, I like to help people, I like to focus on what's relevant in the present with the patient and not get too wide out about explanation. I just want to see what's the problem and what can we do about it if we can do something about it. So what you described, uh, other people have described, uh, one guy was rushing around in an airport uh, about to co- 
uh, connect on a flight in Chicago here. And a woman walks by and he says, I got to talk to her. And unlike you did the first time, he talked to her and they were married for 20 years. Uh, He helped her. She helped him. And the time for their relationship uh, passed. Uh, She went she learned a lot from him and it was time to move on to her own life separate from him. But that's the way it works sometimes. This just because you have this heavy romantic thing that is incredible right from the beginning, it doesn't mean it's going to last forever. And that's a very important point for all us romantics to realize that um, it's not always forever, although it feels like it. I mean, it does feel like this is going to go on for eternity and probably does for you and her. But, you know, there's, there comes this thing about actually relating to each other. It's one thing to have a lot of coincidences around your relationship. It's another thing to be able to talk with each other every day and figure out who, who likes what and who doesn't like what and get along with each other. That's a different set of problems. And each of you then begin to evolve. So it's important to know that it doesn't mean that you and she and her will be together forever, although it feels like it, and you might be, and I can't say you're not going to be, but it's one of several alternatives. That's one important Wait, point. I have a question. So do you think that these people are sometimes, sometimes these can come into our way for just like spiritual growth and evolution? No question about it. No question about it. So I, I'm, I want to get to what happened to you and the guy in the airport, what I think happened. Okay. What do you think about human energy fields? I mean, I, I know we have a toroidal field where we can recognize when someone's behind us. Like, I know energy fields exist. I know it's a very real thing. I know we have energy inside us or what I would call a soul. I think it's a soul. You know, I, when somebody asked me, like, they said, do you have a soul? I say yes. I, I feel like that's what I have inside me. Like, I feel like I have a eternal energy or flame inside me that maybe doesn't burn out. You know, like... Um, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I know much about energy fields though. Like, um, I, I want to learn though, you know, it sounds very interesting. Well, the soul is an important part of what I'd like to talk with you about. And more specifically, I'd like to talk on a little bit about, um, our higher selves, but I th- we'll get to that in yeah. a little bit. And I think I can explain how that might fit in with this. I think your story here is really a, a useful one. Um, there are so many people interested in romance and synchronicity. So many people, because they happen a lot. And they feel so good to find somebody who's so much like you and experiencing stuff that's almost the same as you. It's just enamoring. It's love. It's like, wow. It's like, I found her or I found him. I've had that experience myself. And just recently with somebody who I thought I had known in a previous life, something happened where we were in a shared movie. We were sharing the same movie together and acting it out. And then she said, I don't want to continue this movie. Now, the details of it are not as important as that she dropped out of the movie that we were creating. And I had to go through what? What happened with that? And I'm still in. I'm still doing that. But the feeling is still so wonderful that you probably have with her. So what happened between you and her passing each other? Uh, it's very clear to me from my first LSD experience that we have energy fields around us. Uh, during that first acid experience. I could see like cat's cradle. I could see uh, threads between my fingers uh, and I could pull on the threads and they stretched and I could relax them and they, they contracted. And then some, some hippie chick starts putting her hand between my, my hands and she moves those energy patterns. So that was evidence for me of what I was seeing. Since then, uh, as a therapist, I feel energy between me and my patients. I feel energy uh, on the dance floor. I feel energy in all kinds of places. And what happened with you and her, should we use her name or not? 
or just call yeah, her. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, my fans know who she is. Yeah, like she, what's her name? Nikki. And between Rob and Nikki, a, a resonating energy field was created where you, each of us, each of you, felt something about the other together or with the other together. And it's a beautiful feeling to resonate with someone because that might be a good way of understanding twin flames is that you're resonating similarly. And it, you just, it feels the same or almost the same. Is that true of you? Yes. Yes. Could you describe it you with you and Nikki, or maybe she could describe it? I mean, it, I, but I know what you mean. When I met her, like I felt that I felt the energy, like I felt the energy field. Like it's it's a weird thing. I, it's like that kind of like how I told you something was pulling me to talk to her. I feel like that was the energy field. Like it was like my energy field was reacting to her energy field, and it was like pulling us together or something. Like it, something like sparks were going off. Like and we didn't even know each other. Now this could be that we knew each other from past lives. And she's actually went into that. She, we both have actually, we both had past life regressions done and we both thought we saw the other person from a past life in a regression. But like you, know, like I said, I'm a little bit skeptical. I mean, I, I believe in the regression, but at the same time I'm skeptical and I just don't know what to make of it all. Because what, then when I meet her, like you said, like, it's just like so many weird, weird things that are like, spot on on the, on the dot like th that are with or it's not just like you know like she likes music i like music it's deep things like we both had um like i said we both had our parents die in the same year which was 2001 we both had ex exes die that were really close to us i mean i could keep i i could keep going on go, go, go ahead i'd like to hear some other ones I mean, we, we do both listen to the same kind of music. We're the same age. We both have the same ethnic background. Our astrological signs meet, match up. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. There's, there's many more. How do, how, do the, how do the astrological signs match up? She's a Scorpio and I'm a Capricorn. Now I'm not I'm not real huge on that, but I, I looked it up and it said there's like a real big like sexual compatibility and a and a, like an energy compatibility. Like I just looked it up today because I she knows a lot more. I should have had her on. Now that I think about it, today. that would have been good to get her have her on and get her opinion about this too. But like um, you know, it's it's even much more than what I told you. It it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like well, tell me tell me about that. What's deeper? I can't even think about it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words, but like, you know, when I talk to her, we start putting the dots together. Like we have many more things, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a lot. Like it's, it seems like you're, here's the best way to put it without saying everything. It seems like I met a mirror version of myself. If that makes any sense. I feel like I met a mirror version of myself. Yeah. Except and in a that, female version. That that's one of the uh, fun things about, coincidences in general they are often mirrors of one's own mind oh that's so cool but what what, what, what what do you mean by that? can you explain a little bit like what, what does that mean though like um the simple ones are you think of you think of someone particularly you haven't had contact with them in a long time and they contact you that's a kind okay. of tele it's a kind of telepathy that one is. Yeah, um, I can I can sense when something's wrong with her. Like I know. Like I I'll text her it. Like I'll get a feeling, like I get a feeling and I'll text her I'll say is something wrong and she, usually something is she'll say I'm having a problem at work or something. So it's weird that that's a knowing I have too. That's uh, that's what I call simulpathy. The uh, experiencing the distress of a loved one at a distance. And that comes from having a close relationship with the other person, usually. Yeah, but we've only known each other for four months. Getting to know you, getting to know all <laughs> about you. I mean, it's, sometimes, sometimes this stuff, you know, you just like... <laughs> I mean, sometimes. I mean, sometimes I get this with somebody, and that's enough. I've had that with had that with one person recently, uh, and it's like it was like. I think for her, I know it was for me. It was like, say what? I mean, it was like, what was that? It was like 
We don't know what happened. And I'm not trying to push this one the way I have before. Oh, look, I'm feeling weak. I, I would do that in the past. But now it's like I'm just letting it flow and see how it evolves. I'm not trying to make something. But there is definitely something between us. After that one time I'm telling you about, I run into her in the forest where I often walk. Uh, and that doesn't happen. Uh, she usually goes at dawn, and this was around dusk. And we got into this great conversation that really connected us further. So I'm less letting it play out because every time I've got to be able to say, this could be the end, and we could have just gone this far. So let's see what's going to happen. So I'm talking about the way I've learned to manage these kinds of experiences. But they're there, and the intensity of that first thing is the is the seed for the potential future you make a seed with you and nikki a seed of uh, lots of energy condensed and then you watch that seed unfold and you have to be nurturing of it you have to be careful of it it's two people it's delicate especially in the beginning like a baby and you've got to like care for it together and that allows you to see where it might go otherwise you can just cut it off by being a jerk but lately, like things have changed. I should tell you this because you're a doctor, and I, I don't want to air all my business out on the in the on the internet. So, I, but I will. I'll just tell you what's been going on. It's like, and she, I don't know if she's going to mad at me for saying this, but we haven't been seeing each other a lot because her grandmother died on Thanksgiving, and it put her into like a deep depression, like deep. You know what I mean? Now I'll talk to her all day, and I'll text her all day. So it's like I know what she's doing. She's talking to me, but we just don't see each other. She's just like too depressed to like want to even you know like meet up and uh, and like you know like i think i've seen her once or twice like but we do speak all the time like it's a, it's like non-stop you know so i i don't know how to get her out of that depression you know i don't think i can get her out of that depression i think it's something that just has to run its course i mean i've been but, but all at the same time i have total empathy for her because i know i've lost so many loved ones and as we age and we get older that's what happens we lose our loved ones so but i i guess you know it happened to me back in 2010 or 2011 i had a lot of people close to me pass away and i think time heals all wounds i'll always miss those people you know especially my grandmothers and stuff but i mean I think it's just time that heals all wounds. I don't think there's anything we can do to kind of heal that. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off track on, because I know we're talking about coincidences, but like, just like, because you're a doctor, I just wanted to get your opinion on that real quick, because I value your opinion, because you're such, well, you're, you know. I'm, I'm such a good looking guy, you were about to say, probably. <laughs> well, that well, maybe, you're, maybe you're, I got that wrong. I mean, I used to be, but then I got old. So it's a whole different look now. So I got to be, I got to be smart uh, and I got to be able to talk well. So that's what I've learned to do. And I appreciate your telling me uh, what's going on with Nikki and you, because that's really an important part of all this. And remember, I was talking about a seed that's growing and now there's been a strong wind that's come so that you can't see her in person but look what you're doing you're in contact with her a lot and i'm guessing hoping thinking that your love for her is coming through these contacts that you're having on such a regular basis texting and talking on the phone oh and yeah that, that's that's what you're doing and you like a lot of guys have to learn this uh it's you can't make it happen but you can get the hints from her about what you can do to help her get out of it and i mean what does what is that do you we, do we even know or is it just something that has to run its course she is what we call a woman and, and <laughs> a lot of those a lot of those people have better intuitions than we do uh, as guys. So the guiding for, for you can be in her own intuitive ideas and feelings about how you can help her. If you listen to her, and that's what it requires, she may tell you directly or indirectly what you can do to help her. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that's a that's a that's a really good point. You know, instead of me getting upset because I can't see her, you know, and that's what's been happening. But like, wait, 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 wait. What effect on her, Mister Psy, interested telepathic guy? Does your being upset, not being able to talk to her, have on her? That probably hurts her because she loves me. And, and, and then I'm saying something mean because I, that's what just happened actually before this podcast. Like I got upset because she didn't want to do something again today because she's too depressed. And, but she wants to talk to me though. So I, you know, I could probably talk to her after this, but like for me, that's not enough. I feel like I, I feel like I don't have a much time on this earth. So I want to take advantage of the time that I have. So I feel like every day is very important. And I think that comes from, you know, seeing my dad die at a young age. My dad died at 51. So, but he had cancer. He was in the Vietnam War and stuff like that. And like, so it's like, so I guess I, I'm not saying that she doesn't value life. I think she does. Cause obviously she's very hurt by the loss of her loved one. But like, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little bit more pressed for time. And I don't know why I feel that way. She thinks it's because something we had in a past life. She said we had a past life in Egypt where we didn't get to see each other much. And, uh, you know, she thinks that's why I am the way I am. So it could be deeper. I, I don't know. Um, we can do past lives if we want. And they're sometimes helpful. Uh, like I was in a concentration camp in Germany in my past life and way I imagine it. And I'm pretty sure this, is ha this happened because I got this when I was a teenager. Uh, that I I ran for the barbed wire fence knowing what was going to happen. Uh, and I climbed the fence and the spotlights were on me and my body got riddled with bullets and I was just left hanging there and I, I guess they took me off of it. And my reason for doing that as far as I could, could remember or tell or whatever was that I couldn't be with my girlfriend. I just couldn't stand being away from her. It was just awful and i'll start to cry now if about it it's just like i could just couldn't do it i maybe i should have been able to take it but i didn't and so i met someone else by something and then just had this intense connection to her right away right away and that was six years ago and she just dropped out of the movie that i thought we were playing so we've been what i've learned to have to do which you're going to have to learn, Rob, is that I had to let her keep me. I had to keep me out of it. I wanted to see what she wanted, what she needed from me and not put my trip on her. And I hear you saying, oh, I'm have so all this, this time on the earth and people have died and I got to have all this time with you because I have to have time with you because I can't have time with you because I... What impact does that have on her? I will tell you, you are also blaming the victim. You are telling her that you're mad at her because you can't have time with her. And that's only doing what you don't want to have happen, which is making her depression worse. Oh, wow. Wow. That's huge. I never thought about that. I mean, I, well, it, I know I, I'm sure I did think about it, but like, I let my emotions get the best of me and I shouldn't do that because I know better. I know, I know how to act in this world and like, I shouldn't be that selfish or, you know, yeah, but it's selfish not, is right. it's not, but it, I don't feel like it's being selfish. I'd be, I feel like it would help her because I know when we hang out, we have a great time, you know, and she knows that it's just like, she can't get out of the depression. It's weird. It's, it's, it's very strange. Well, you have some thinking to do Rob, because there's, a, there's some still knots in your rationality here. Uh, and I just heard some more of them and I could bring up one more, but I don't want to have to keep going at this for a couple of different reasons. But you know, I'm the man. I know what's right. I know what's good for her. She should be with me and she'll feel better. Now, come on, man, that you're missing the whole point of what I'm trying to say. What, what the point I'm trying to say is you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You know those Chinese, uh, whatever they were, where you put your fingers in it, and the more you struggle, the more stuck you get in them? Yeah, Chinese finger cuffs. That's what you're doing. The more you fight by saying you got to be with me, the more you're going to stay stuck 
in the pattern that you are now. You got to let it go. You've got to be kind to her and what she wants. She understands what you're what you're talking about, of course. But you can't get mad at Nikki because she's not capable in her mind of being with you in the way you want. And the more angry you get at her, the more you get stuck in the finger thing and the more stuck where you are, more stuck you'll be where you are. That's so smart. That's that's such a that's such a a uh, that's really profound, really. You know, I never thought of it that way. And thank and you now that, so much. And, and for your audience, now that you're thinking about it, why don't you tell them what it makes you think, Rob? It makes me think I've even been an idiot. Uh, that's a good word for it. And what's being an idiot? I, I mean, it's important for for you and others to know what what you're talking about as you understand what I was saying. Well, it, it, it basically means that I was, I've been acting a fool. I've been acting irrational in a situation where I need to be more compassionate. And the compassion that I've learned is to take the hint from her about what you need to do for her. And the hint you're getting indirectly, and it's nice that we're talking because the timing is good. The hint you're getting is to follow her lead, see what she needs. That's what compassion can be and see what she, how you can best serve her, which is to accept how she is now and to feel the pain with her. And I will add that one of the reasons that a guy or a woman in your situation feels the way you do is because you don't like feeling her depression. Yes, yes, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an empath. Yeah, I am an empath in that way. I feel other people's feelings. And so what empaths get caught up in sometimes is getting mad at the other person for making you feel bad. Oh, wow, that's, that's so profound. I never thought about any of that. Like, that's so deep. And like, as you go, go ahead, talk about that more. It's important. Well, I'm trying to grab, gather my words for it. Like, I'm trying to think, like, you know, I never really thought that I was feeling her depression and that I didn't like it, you know? That's that's very deep, but I think that's what it is because I'm so connected to her that, like, I'm, I feel what she feels, she feels what I feel. If it's really that way, which I really do believe it is, like, I, I believe there's a strong connection there that, like, that so maybe I am feeling her emotions, like, but I maybe never drew the conclusion to that. It's logical, isn't it? Given what you what you are and how you feel. It's yes. Nice. It's 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 really it's really and, smart. Okay, and let's take it another step further. Then, if you like this, the the let's say that you are indeed mirrors of each other. And let's say that her problem with this grieving of her grandmother is very parallel to your own unresolved grief of people you've lost. So her grief is reminding you of your grief. Oh my God, I never thought of that. It probably is. Because I, because I, I try to put my grief on the back burner. You know what I mean? Because I, I, it's been a while since I, well, we lost my mom's boyfriend a year ago, but he wasn't like a father, you know, like he was a, a good guy. But like, so, I mean, but, but it's been a while since I've lost someone that I really, really, you know, like, uh, uh, so I, I guess I put grief on the back burner because I'm more focused on my life. And, you know, so I guess feeling her grief would probably upset me because that would remind me of my own grief. That must, exactly. that must make a lot of sense. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, that's insane. That's what's so. That's so. Uh, so. So going back to coincidences and, and Psy, how does this all relate to coincidences and Psy? Well, let's let's look at what's going on right here. Um, you have someone whom you who you love, who loves you, and look at the timing. I get on your show, and you have a coincidence that's vital to you right now. And I get to yes. do a coincidence kind of therapy with you. 
that so it all relates to coincidences because this is a coincidence yeah the timing of this is a coincidence that is meaningful to one rob to rob the typical skeptic so but where do these coincidences come from is it is it is it preordained well let's uh let's let's recognize the limits of your question rob because your question is stated in such a way that there's one cause or one explanation and there isn't coincidences are have multiple factors that help create them multiple factors there is the environment for example um, they're more likely to happen when there's um, a reduction in structure or stress in somebody's environment when things get messed up more coincidence come in and and also the uh the the current your current own psychological experience will influence whether you're going to have a coincidence and that so that what i see is that there's randomness is plays a role mystery plays a role people call that god but also a person plays a role that you're partly responsible as i am in this coincidence look at what i don't know if it would have made any difference but uh you overbooked so you we had to reschedule so we're on now rather than uh like last week or something uh, those I, we, those kinds of um mistakes are sometimes very helpful in making the coincidence happen better than it might have earlier so yes here, because it gave me more time to study so I could actually understand kind of where you're coming from a little bit. And I, I still, I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit behind you. You know, I, I haven't done as much research, but like, I'm, I'm really starting to dig it and understand like where this is all coming from. You know, like it's, it's definitely all, it seems like it's, everything's interrelated. When you started, said earlier that we're all connected, it's part of what the coincidence project, uh, of which, uh, I'm the founder and also the CEO of the nonprofit. Uh, the purpose of the coincidence project is to illuminate the invisible threads that connect and unite us. We are all connected, but how we're connected becomes the question. And I suggest that we are connected in something called the psychosphere. Uh, our mental atmosphere. And here, if you want, I'll go into an explanation for telepathy, not the whole thing. Telepathy is a form of meaningful coincidence. It, it's an umbrella term, meaningful coincidence for a lot of stuff. And that's, we can get into that, that um, theory or that model if you want. Yes, yes, I'd love to. So we can use Nikki and you as an example. Uh, the most likely connections telepathically happen between people who have been emotionally connected and are emotionally connected. Like this woman just dropped, told me, don't, 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 don't ever text me anymore. And we were having this really good experience with each other. We really liked each other. And she just cut it off for very, well, she cut off lots of people in her life. And Every once in a while, I keep thinking about her and I'm saying, is she thinking about me? And I kind of think she is, um, but I don't want to feel like checking it out because that might lead to some other things that maybe I'm not ready for uh, either either direction. But because we had an intense connection, it's likely that she's thinking about me and I pick it up. So you and Nikki have an intense connection here on the surface of planet earth nikki rob okay they got this connection well i'm suggesting that each of you have a kind of balloon imagine it imagine a balloon uh, up in this mental atmosphere which i'll explain in a minute and this balloon is your higher self and because this higher self is higher <laughs> literally higher it has a broader perspective on things than you do down here. So you can send information up into your higher self. And because you and Nikki are connected down here, 
your higher selves are also connected up here. So you think something and it goes through the connection of the higher selves and goes down to Nikki and then can say something to you about it. That's it's like a wireless internet, right? It's very much like a wireless internet. And this is this mental, this mental atmosphere I'm talking about is very much like a, a mental or wireless, not more less than wireless, an electromagnetic um, internet. It's a, it's a thing that connects us all, and I'm trying to see how that connections work. So definitely, it's an internet of the mind, the psychosphere. So, so is that what you would call like what where consciousness comes from and where psi is born, like where psi phenomena is like, I mean, and because I'm trying to figure out like where it all comes from, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so interesting, like the, the people that are able to do telepathy and psychokinesis and Ben Smoons and clairvoyance, clairaudience, ESP, it's all so interesting. It, it makes me feel like maybe we all have it to a certain degree, some people more than others. Um, and, uh, and, and our intuition maybe was what sparks coincidences too. Oh yeah. Intuition is an important thing in all this, but what you're, what you're saying, uh, before that, that, uh, that we all have capacities that we don't know we have and the coincidences, which include telepathy and clairvoyance, precognition and psychokinesis alert us to our superpowers. So I have a superpower kind of. Um, I can do telepathy probably and a bunch of other things, but my superpower appears to be hanging around with people talking about coincidences and they start seeing more coincidences. So I spread the, the fairy dust of coincidence awareness to anybody who's listening to me. They say, you'll start seeing more coincidences probably because we've talked about them and that's what happens. They, you just, they just see more. And that's what I do, among other things. So what's your superpower, Rob? Uh, I think I have a really good intuition. Well, how do you tell it? Intuition is a very important idea. What is intuition? Intuition to me is the feeling I get in the pit of my stomach when I know I need to make a decision. And it's like my, if you want to call it my higher self or something some known awareness a state of awareness that's inside of me that lets me make the better decision sometimes when i'm in fear or when i'm in trouble or when something's wrong or even when something's good um it gives you guidance um it's like uh it's like you like you like you said in coasting your coast to coast interview it's like our internal gps i think you call it that don't you you have didn't you coin that the internal gps yeah Um, I think it's, if your, if your superpower is intuition, uh, it's important to be able to hone down what you mean, because there are so many different forms of getting information into your mind without knowing how you got there, got how the information got to you. That's what intuition is, is knowing stuff without doing rationality or observing it kind of just comes to you. That's what you are talking about with the gut feeling. And, but it's not the only thing you probably have. If you are picking up, uh, if you're picking up like love from Nikki at a distance, if you're picking up thoughts from Nikki in a distance, if you're picking up uh, how she's feeling of Nikki at a, at a distance, those are all uh, parts of your intuitive capacity to uh, acknowledge and, and see reality. Um, one, one other thing I tested my intuition on this, I don't get this every time, but I, uh, I, uh, I put a dollar on a, on a, on a sports game, uh, but it was a bet, you know, I just bet a dollar, literally it was a dollar, but it won a large amount because I hit the exact score of the game. I knew, I knew, I knew the, I didn't, I, and I didn't bet like multiple choices. I, it was a one time thing. And then I, it happened again the next week. I hit the exact score of the game again like two times in a row and $1 paid like a hundred dollars. So it was kind of like a test to see if how, how my intuition was doing. And I would say that in that circumstance, like I did pretty well because it's hard to pick the exact score of a game, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. What other, what other examples do you have of your intuitive capacities? That's a good one. That's good. It's good to test these things. 
I'm trying to think, um, just like, I just have to get a knowing, like, um, I, you know, like I, my intuition tells me now, I don't know if this is our energy field or intuition, but like, I get a knowing when someone's when something's wrong with someone, like I can, like, I can be around someone's energy field and I just, just get a knowing like that either something's wrong or something's off or I, it's uh, like, for example, here's a good one. My psychology teacher in high school told me, he said, you would make a good criminal because you can read people really well. That was what my psychology teacher told me in high school, you know? So I, I've always, I guess I've had the ability and I'm, I was always really good at sales. If that makes any sense. I had a job in sales for 10 years. Like, so I've always been able to read people really well. And I don't know if that has anything to do with intuition, but I, I, I suspect it does. You know, it's funny listening to you talk, you, you, you throw out words that are different, are different categories. Um, but they're really part of the same thing because think of intuition as a, a over a broad uh, thing where you get information without knowing how you get it. And then, you know, something about somebody is a, a form of intuitive knowing, but it's still part of intuition. So you pick up stuff about other people as part of your intuition. Remember, intuition is knowing stuff without knowing how you know it. And that's and you don't know how you know it, but you know it and it's right. So when you pick up something about somebody, you're reading something. Now, what do you what intuitively do you pick up about me? On the spot, it's hard to say, but I mean, just that you're a very kind person. That you're very you know, well knowing um, that you're you might be a little bit empathic yourself. Um I'm not know if that's right or, but, um, I am. But it's, it's hard to do it right on the spot. It's hard to do it over the internet. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of like when I'm in someone's energy field, it's easier. Like, but that, that's kind of what I pick up from you. You know, I don't know if I'm right, but I, I kind of did it on the spot. <laughs> you know, it's funny talking with you, Rob, you, you got a lot of, capacity in you and you are so skeptical of your own capacities it's just incredible oh i mean like i know that's why i have the name typical skeptic but i'm really open-minded i'm really more of a believer you know when it comes to like all the phenomena like aliens bigfoot all all of it i believe in it you know but i am i always am looking for evidence you know and, and i that's why i love psi because I, I'm always wondering, like, where the hell does Psy come from? And that that's like Psy consciousness. You could say they're like the same thing because maybe maybe the brain's like a modem, right? And then information from this wireless internet comes into the modem, then your brain filters it and makes a decision. Um, I, I don't know. That's kind of the way I've, I've, I've thought about it. But I've always wondered where this comes from, like this no, where these knowings come from and where does Psy come from and where does intuition come from and what is consciousness? You know, it's I think it's some of the biggest questions in our life, because I think once people realize, like, how much greater we are and what our potential is, that it would open up huge things for human evolution. That's my job. That's my yeah, job. That, that's what you do my job now why don't you i'd like to hear a little bit more about the modem idea that you were just talking about well I, it's not much of a, of an idea i just really think that like our brain's like a computer and it's filtering information from this consciousness which is consciousness comes in from somewhere we can't really know we don't really know where and, I, and that, that's what i'm trying to figure out but like or people could say the brain you know like skeptics will say the brain creates everything you know, they think that, but I don't give it that much power. You know, I would say that maybe consciousness is an external thing because it's weird. Like everybody, a lot of people have the similar knowing, like, uh, we're, like you said, we're all connected and is it, are we all connected through consciousness? And, and then it goes back to where does that come from? I, I have no clue. I'm not going to try to ask you to define consciousness. Uh, it's just too, it's too difficult, but I will comment and, and discuss more with you the brain is a filter um, the the famous psychologist William James brought that idea up in the 1890s that the brain is a filter just as you are suggesting so you may have come up with that idea on your own which is to your credit 
I heard a researcher say it. I'll, I'll give. I, I heard this guy Gerald Clark. He said this guy. He died. He was a. Uh, he wrote books on the Anunnaki, but I really looked up to him. He says he he always called us meat modems. He, that was his term for us. He said we're meat modems because we're meat. You know, we have a, a, a meat suit, but then we have modems in our brain. Meat modem. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. And uh, it's true. Uh, and what what does what does the meat modem do? It processes information. It processes information. And the information it processes doesn't necessarily come from like the, the basic five. There's more senses than that. But the basic five senses that where you can say that I saw that one or I heard that one. It comes. It also processes information that doesn't have a, an obvious sensory uh, origin. Yeah, this is a deep conversation, by the way. I, I, I hope I was able to answer your questions right because, like, this has really put me on the spot. But I just let you know, I'm so into this. Like, this is so amazing. Like, because it's really testing my um, intelligence on as far as like what what are we and wh where did we come from and what is this all about, right? That's what. That's, that's I, I guess. I, those are basic human questions. I got the same ones. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm doing this. Uh, that coincidences are ways to figure out reality. That's why I like it. I, I like it too. I really do. I, I think it's a cool way of looking at things. You know. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I thought this was uh, in, where was it in my notes? Um, wait a minute. Hold on. I'll, I'll find it right here. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to think. I had a bunch of stuff in my notes to ask you about. Oh, what is simulpathy? Did we go over that? That's you feeling Nikki's distress. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because I, I had something that I wanted to ask you about, and I can't remember what it was. I have a bunch of notes here. Um Oh, okay. I got it right here. I was, I was reading, I was going over it. What is sign media? If you, I think this is something the audience will find very interesting. What is sign mediated instrumental response? Human GPS, inner, inner GPS. It's a, it's oh. a sign, sign name for the same thing. I, I thought inner GPS uh, is a little easier to understand. Yeah, that's cool. And, and then I guess one of my last questions is like, what are some examples of some meaningful coincidences that either you've heard about or that you've experienced that you thought were just amazing? Um, I, I've had a lot of them. Uh, so I'm writing a, my next book is on the coincidences of my life, starting from when I was like eight or nine. Uh, to now, there's so many of them now that I, I don't think I'll be able to finish the book. Boy, I got one that you. That I, I didn't even want to bring this up because it's it has to deal with a, like when your when your father passed away, you felt it. I know you told you talked about that in another interview, and I thought that was really deep. Like I was like, and I really felt for you, like because you know, like I can't believe you experienced that when your 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 father was in the process of you know transitioning like you you felt something like what what is that knowing there it was a body knowing uh he was choking on his own blood and dying bleeding into his throat and three thousand miles away around the same time i was choking uncontrollably in a way that i never had before and haven't since so i was feeling physically what my father was feeling as well i was choking along with him and that made me curious about simulpathy, which is the name I give to what happened between my father and me. And the funny thing for me was that uh, the day he died, which was February 27th, it was February 26th in San Francisco, February 27th in Wilmington, Delaware. February 27th is my birthday. So my father died on my birthday. So I choked with him and he died on my birthday and dying on my birthday. All I got was from him was remember me. That's what it, that's what it told me. And by telling you and others, this story, I am remembering Carl Beitman, my father.
that's that's awesome that you honor him and i'm sorry for your loss like i i definitely feel for you um but what are your i just want to i'm going to ask you like what are your thoughts on the afterlife do you think we go to another dimension or like and do you think we have any i mean because like okay obviously i'm skeptical about the past life regressions but i i do believe in them too but like do you think we have i mean like i know bob bigelow from the Bigelow Foundation did a big exp experiment on this. And Dr. Jeffrey Mishlov won his con contest about, you know, like the afterlife. So like, I have to ask you, like, cause you're such a esteemed person, like as, as far as like your scholarly knowledge, like what are your thoughts on the afterlife? It's uh, hard to say that there isn't one, uh, but what we need to know is what is going on there because there's a whole variety of possibilities. The afterlife that uh, I've experienced is um, is that my father died, and I was coming back from Wilmington, Delaware, where his tombstone unveiling took place. That was like 11 months later, and um, the plane, American Airlines, stopped in um, in Dallas to, uh, from Philadelphia, and the person assigned seats next to me, seat next to me with a space in between uh, got on in, um, in Dallas and um, we started talking and she was um, seven years younger than me, as it turned out. She had a huge watch on. And so she asked me what time it was. <laughs> so I said, well, there's something suspicious here. So um, she became uh, the mother of my two sons and my father very much wanted me to have at least a first son. So I think that marriage was made in heaven in that American Airlines plane. And it was the kind of marriage my father wanted me to have so I could help produce a son to help continue the lineage of his lineage. Uh, I'm, the, I'm like the first son of the first son of the first son of the first son. My son is number six. And then his son is number seven. And so we're continuing that first son thing, which my father was told to to continue by his father and by his father before him. And just to take this full circle, whatever happened on that airplane was actually a coincidence, right? That's the definition of a coincidence. Yep. This is this is this has been well, this has been the best podcast that I I, I think because because we went so deep like I what I feel we did you know for for my level of knowledge I feel like we went really deep and I don't have any other questions is there anything else you want to cover before we finish up for today? Um, yeah. Um, the greatest thing you can ever learn is to love and be loved in return. I like that. It's really hard to do sometimes. It is because you know your your thoughts get in your way. You know, like it's just like exactly like explaining this whole situation, like that was going on with Nikki. Like my thoughts and my own needs were getting in my way of feeling her empathy. And usually, me, me being empathic, like I should be able to pick up on what she's feeling. But I was just distressed because we weren't seeing each other. So I you know, took it to another level and I just acted a fool, you know? And Correct. so I, I should have recognized that. Well, you, you managed to arrange a podcast with me that allows you to recognize that. So being down on yourself about not having recognized it is another way of keeping distance between you and Nikki. You've got it. You understand it. So free yourself. And I'm going to add one more thing that I'm dealing with. I mentioned somebody recently who I had this intense thing with uh, where we we fused in ways that I understand. And sometimes that's just the last time or first time and that's it. But I'm having to, as I was trying to say, just letting her do what she needs to do with regard to me. And I've been through this a lot of times where I want to be like you and go, hey, let's get together. We got such a good... I'm not doing that this time. Um, I've learned my lesson and I'm still learning it to see what she does. I'll send something out, an email to her as I did today because something that we had talked about 
and I'll just see what she does with it. And uh, I'll go with whatever, however she does. It. So I looked, I looked at the, at her email. Uh, and at the bottom of the, her, all her emails is the same phrase. The greatest thing you can ever learn is to love and be loved in return. And I go, what? Because I have that phrase uh, un, as a subscript under the, the title of the first chapter of my book, Meaningful Coincidences. And I'm saying, that's a coincidence that she loves that phrase the way I've loved it for years. For years, I've, I've tried to understand it. And here she has that on her email. And that's the kind of thing that might happen like between you and Nikki or other people where you can say, oh, this really means something. Well, it only means what we make it to mean. All it means now is that she and I share something that's really important to each of us. And for where that goes is still the flower unfolding and who knows where it's, what's going to happen with it. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful that you met someone like that, that you, that has that same interest. And I think that's meant to be, I think that's obviously meant to be like, well, that, you know? that's the type, that's the title of my most popular psychology today post. Uh, does this, do, do these coincidences mean it's meant to be? And no, it's not meant to be forever. It's meant to be for now, and we see what happens. And that's a hard lesson to learn. It seems like it's meant to be, but all we got is a seed, and we got to let the seed grow. And maybe it won't grow any, because I have a lot of things that don't grow, but it's grown a little bit. And part of the adventure of this life is seeing what happens. I that's where that's really well said. You have me wanting to message her now. now well, I'm not going to message her. I'm going to call her when I get off of this, and I'm going to I'm going to apologize for what I did. Don't. It's still all about you. You can what bring you it up sometime. If you apologize, you're still putting the attention on you, because it's you're saying I'm bad. Please forgive me. No. Tell her some other time. Just call her and and tell her what you've been doing that has maybe blocked the two of you. Okay. You, you've been selfish. You can apologize afterwards, but you want to be able to let her know that you have gotten in the way. That's what she needs to know. And, and, it, you, and obviously she sees this podcast. She's going to see that I care. You know, like that. I mean, I think she knows I care. That's like, you know, but she's going to see the to the level of that if I'm willing to air my dirty laundry out in a, on a podcast to thousands of people who are going to see, you know, I think that means something. You know, it like does. I mean, it does. And I, I think I'd like to see what happens. Email me about it if you just say, "Hey, Nikki, would you look at this podcast?" Because it's very relevant to our relationship, but that's what I'd like to see. But that's a, you're going to do your thing, and I'm not going to try to interfere with how you're going to do stuff anymore. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk with you about what you're up to, and hopefully uh, our listeners and our viewers uh, will learn something from it too. So thanks a lot, Rob. Uh, thank you. And I, if, before we go, can you tell everybody where to find your book? And first of all, thank you so much, by the way. This was amazing. This was one of the best conversations I've had in so long. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Can you tell everybody your website, where to find your books, and um, if you want to be contacted, how to contact you? Yeah, the, the, um, the website is uh, Coincider, C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-R. And a coincider is someone who experiences lots of coincidence. So coincider.com. But you can put my name, Bernard Beitman, in your uh, web browser, and you'll come up with my book. It's pictured in the back here, Meaningful Coincidences. You can get it any place you get books. Uh, you can, you'll also come up with my, uh, my, podca my podcast. It's on YouTube as well as audio. And I talked to some really interesting people on that thing, too. It's really a feel good, feel glad that I'm able to do that. And uh, you'll come to my Psychology Today blog, uh, which is both of these, the blog and the post 
the blog and the Psychology Today thing are called uh, Connecting with Coincidence. But Bernard Beitman will get you to all that places. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. And uh, thank you for letting me see things another way. And also, thank you for teaching the audience all about coincidences. This is amazing. I think people are going to go to a lot of value from this. I hope so. And if they have a lot of coincidences uh, and you kind of want to talk about them, you can email me through my website and I can put you on our email on our mailing list. But I can also send you an invitation to the Coincidence Cafe, which meets uh, once a month on Zoom, where we talk with each other about our own coincidences. Wow, that's so cool. Um, well, uh, well, I, I thought yeah, I think we should do another show if you'd like to in the future. And uh, yeah, and and until next time, thank you so much. You're welcome, Mr. Typical Skeptic. You ain't no typical skeptic, but I'll, <laughs> I appreciate it. And Rob, thank you for having me on your show. All right. Thank you. Have a good night.